Bro Chilla, what's good? Happy Wednesday or happy hump day, if you know what I mean. <laughs> um, I'm excited to have you all with us. Uh, today, we have a very special day because one, we're going to have the return of Mr. Guns Up, which you'll hear from him here in a second. Um, quick overview of our agenda today before we cue it up with some DJ spins is uh, we're going to go over the NFL salary cap issues and all the... Um, I guess, restrictions and, and what's going on with the running back position. We're going to talk about Chris Paul and if he deserves being sent to OKC to rot, basically. Um, we're going to talk about the NBA 2K rankings and the Madden rankings. Um, talk about AD and his hesitancy to commit to the Lakers long term verbally right now. And um, we have the return of Mr. Guns Up. So it's going to be a jam-packed day. DJ, spin the shit! Uh, Mr. Guns Up is back in action. Um, been kind of hectic couple couple weeks for me. A little bit of transition period for me uh, after my show. Things just kind of turned upside down. Been traveling a lot. Uh, not in a good way. Upside down. Upside down in a good way. So everything's been looking up for me. Um, so fat pay bump. <laughs> yeah. So I got a new job. New job with a startup company uh, with one of my old. It, she was a. She started. The old company I used to be with, which uh, we're not going to say the name, but it's CC. Um, but yeah, so I work with Jobbot. It's a startup. Uh, we're already 2 million strong and growing. Uh, we're projected to finish around 6 million this year. So we're doing pretty well. And uh, it's the best thing about it is I get to be casual now. So no more dressing up. I get to go in hats, jeans, my chucks, the works. So that's what I've been going, been going on. I've been... Keeping track, I've been listening to all the podcasts, listening to uh, Ralphie uh, hold down the fort, and Sis Chilla uh, holding it down as well, with Des being random all the time. Uh, <laughs> check and, your facts, and, girl. And LeBron James' cousins on the on the Lakers. Oh, breaking news. <laughs> uh, hey, Mr. Guns Up, tell them about that new artwork you got. Oh, yeah, so I got a new artist that's working on my sleeve. Um, I got the first part of it done. Every single one of my tattoos has a lot, a lot of meaning. Um, this cross right here is something real, real personal to me. Um, I, I'm probably just going to keep this one to myself. Um, but my other tattoos, um, they're all memorial tattoos mostly, uh, military tattoos. But uh, they're not super belligerent where I don't have like a screaming eagle or, you know, a bunch of stuff like that besides the first tattoo that I ever got. But um, Or like a random eye and a clock and a rose like me, but... That's neither here nor there. Yeah, so stay tuned. I'll be I'll be posting on my uh, my sleeve how, how it's turning out. Uh, but right now I got that cross on my left uh, left forearm, and then uh, on Saturday I go get my bands on my right arm, and then my daughter's name on my uh, on my wrist. So mm. I'm, gonna get, I'm gonna get that. But yeah, man, that's what's been going on. He also has a brand new haircut. 
Oh, yeah. So, bringing back, I'm bringing back early 90s fucking uh, thing, man. I, I, I'm going to start rocking the mullet. So, the start of the mullet. This is week one of the mullet. Um, but it's gonna, I'm going to make it more like a modern mullet. It's going to be like a, a taper mullet. You know, it's not going to be like super belligerent. But, uh, but yeah, man, I'm excited about that. Yeah, so he's looking real good. He's feeling real good. And he's eating. I'm eating. Finally eating. <clears throat> um, all right, so we'll get things started. Um, as promised, the first topic is, it, it's kind of like a couple topics in one. So we're going to take this wherever it goes. Um, but uh, the NFL and NBA are drastically different in all sports when it comes to their salary cap spaces. And I've started to build some type of empathy for the NFL players because it's kind of fucked up and it's all revenue based. So you can't really say too much about it, but like these guys can't make as much money as these NBA. Like you have a middle tier NBA player making twice as much as what a superstar running back in the NFL is making. Yeah. And then you got to think that there's a lot of more risk involved in, in football. A lot more risk. So the, the Shorter window, careers? Yeah, the window for them to make the most amount of money they can is a, a, like a three to four year span. Yeah. Right? Because a, a running back is going to be good once he gets closer to his late 20s. Besides AP, of course. You know, um, but once they start getting closer to the end or to the 30s, their value starts decreasing because they're, they're not getting as many touches. Their speed starts going down. The way they cut slows down. So it's crucial for them to get max contracts, big contracts right now early on, you know, when they're, when they're green and when they're fresh. Uh, so for them to not get paid, I think, is, is, is a huge blow. And it's going to shape the way the NFL is going to be. Yeah. I mean, but we've seen this before in the past. You know, uh, before it used to be a one running back uh, back where, like, you know, the Emmitt Smiths, you know, they the Eric Sanders, they got paid, well, you know, in perspective, you know, to the, to the time of the league. But and then they started shifting over to that 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 one punt that one two punch that speed back that that, that you know what I mean and that, the catching back the catching the back the fucking bulldozer. But then recently it started turning back into that one back that you know, does it all with Zeke Saquon. You know all these running backs are coming out. Melvin Gordon is another one. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. Uh, so th- it's starting to shift back to that that. But then you got those uh those those Kareem Hunts. <laughs> you know, but. Uh, Alvin Kamara, you know. I thought Kareem Hunt was the punter. No, no, no. Who's the one that? that No, I'm just kidding. I'm just saying because he likes to punt. (laughs) Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, fucked up for a second. Yeah, he likes to punt, bitches. (laughs) No, yeah, but no. We're not laughing about that. You're you're right that it that it 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 changes, and you're right too that the the running back position, kind of similar to the NBA, the big man has to shoot and kind of stretch the floor. Now the running back has to be able to catch, um, cut on a dime. And bulldoze on the goal line. So yeah. it's changing. They should get paid more. But the reason I, I, I want to discuss is because right now the Cowboys have a situation developing with Zeke Elliott. Uh, apparently he's going to be holding out potentially if yeah. he doesn't get paid. And their priority list of players to pay is Zeke, which makes sense. He's a quarterback, Cooper, receiver. And then there's some other guy that I'm not aware about in what position he plays. So they got a couple guys that are coming up for contract. Uh, a lot of key players because we got a lot. We're, we're, we have one of the youngest squads yeah. in the NFL. So you have a good problem, but it's a problem. It's, yeah, it's a problem because we got Dak. Then they skip paid. He's the QB, um, and, and you know in the NFL it's hard to you know come by a QB that's a that's a you know. I think I see Dak as a, a game management QB. He's a but they're talking QB. about paying them fucking Aaron Rodgers numbers, bro, and and uh, Carson Wentz. Yeah, well, I mean Carson Wentz was he got paid. 
Um, well, he hasn't got paid yet. No, he got paid. He just got paid. So it's going to yeah. – there's a lot riding on that. But So I want to know. So if Zeke holds out, like, are the Cowboys just going to say, hey – and this is what I think a lot of NFL teams are going to do because Melvin Gordon's threatening to do the same thing. Are they going to say, like the Pittsburgh Steelers said last year with Le'Veon, and for those of you that don't know, um, a.k.a. Cischilla, um, the um, Le'Veon sat out a whole season – and got no money, basically gave up like 15 or $16 million, $14, um, just to make a point that he wasn't going to play unless he got a long-term deal. Yeah. So do you think the Cowboys are just going to, mm-hmm. all right, Zeke, we'll just move forward without you? No, I think Zeke had a, a lot more le- has a lot more leverage than Le'Veon did. Even though Le'Veon, I think, at the time was a better running back, they had somebody in the back. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They had, uh, what's that dude's name? Fuck, I forget his name already. Uh, James Conner. Yeah, Conner. So they had Connor in the back, so they knew they had a, a, a you know a contingency plan. Yeah. Um, with the Cowboys, we don't have a contingency plan. But you have a good old line, so you could put. I think you could put people there that no one's going to be Zeke, just like no one's laying. See, on. but our, our old line is not. It's not what it used to be. We got Fred, uh, Fredericks coming back, uh, Travis Fredericks coming back, our center, but he's coming back of, of a whole year not playing. Yeah, they're older of, now because he had an illness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like a like. I forget what the illness was, but he couldn't play for a whole year. So this guy's coming back. So he may – we don't even know how he's going to look. You know what I mean? We got Tyron Smith that's been dealing with a lot of injuries, you know, every year. He's been getting banged up, banged up. We got Doug Free. Um, so our, our line's not what it used to be. You know, it could – with Fredericks coming back and if he plays like he used to, then, then they'll be fine. Mm-hmm. But I think the system and the way teams play us when Zeke's not on the field – is completely different. We become one-dimensional. Yeah. You know what I mean? So now the pressure's on Dak, and, and we've seen it in years past that Dak cannot – we cannot win with just Dak on the backfield and mm-hmm. just throwing the ball. Mm-hmm. You know, we need Zeke just as a threat. Yeah. You know, just there. Kind of – it reminds me of – remember that play back in the day when Terrell Davis was blind for a play and Shannon uh, – and Coach Shanahan uh, sent him out there. He's like, hey, if you don't go out there, this play's not going to work. So we just need you to stand there oh, and shit. act like you're going to get the ball. But he couldn't see. There was like and a he dog. did that because he, he was a did, decoy. Because he, he was a decoy. So that's what Zeke brings to the Cowboys. So this guy's got to get paid. And I think yeah. Jerry Jones and Steven Jones, they're fucking smart. They're, yeah. they're, they're going to pay this guy. It's just it's, – it's, it's, a, it's a game of poker, you yeah. know? And I think they'll pay him, and I think he deserves to be paid. It's just for me, I just think it's ridiculous that these NFL players are, are underpaid because Tom Brady, his salary next season, he's going to make twenty two point five million. Mm-hmm. That's D'Angelo Russell is a twenty three year old point guard, five seasons in the league, um, hasn't done shit, hasn't won anything, made one All Star game, and he was an extra. He, that because um, the homie from the Pel- not the Pelicans from the Pacers got hurt, the point guard. Yeah, he used to play in OKC. Um, Wow, I can't remember his name, but fuck it. Um, he he got hurt, and so D'Angelo got the spot, and he's gonna. He just got signed to a max. He's making twenty nine mil next season, mm-hmm. over a, a four or five year span. So it's just like it's just eye opening to think. And again, I don't know the numbers behind it, but the NFL obviously doesn't gross as much as the NBA. But I think that the fact that we could see player salaries online, but you can't see how much the owners are making, and the NFL itself, it's kind of like. Uh, a, a bad image because there has to be something that they could do to raise that salary cap. Yeah, I mean, back in the day before they had salary caps, you had teams like the Cowboys that had all the fucking stars, and that's why the whole salary cap came yeah. to play. And they need to have it, but they, there has to be a way they could give them more money. Yeah, but you got to think too, like 
the the um there is a one percent that's getting paid in the NFL that's making a lot of money. Mm-hmm. There is that one percent, but you got to think in the NBA. There's what fourteen roster spots. Fourteen. You're, you know, so there's that that money could be distributed better. Yeah, you know what I mean. So and, and, and the same thing with like the NFL. Even if you pay Deke all the Zeke all the money in the world, he needs a quarterback. He needs a receiver. He needs O line. He needs the defense because the NBA you could have one star max him the fuck out and yeah. and, and, and compete. And the NBA is different because one player does does make a huge difference. Yeah. If eight look, just look at uh, the Lakers last year. You know what I mean? LeBron wasn't there, Lonzo wasn't there, and what happened to the Lakers? They were they were an afterthought, mm-hmm. right? The same thing with the with the Warriors this year. Kevin Durant wasn't out there, and Clay Thompson wasn't out there, and all you know, it was Steph out there, and he wasn't even a hundred percent. Yeah. That was a game changer. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like one player can make a huge, huge difference. Yeah. You know, so I think that's that's the difference maker, and then the Bulls wouldn't be the Bulls if if Jordan wasn't there. Yeah. So do, do you think that that like the, so obviously we're on agreement that the NFL has to figure out a way to kind of raise that salary cap. Yeah, for sure. Because it's fucked up. These guys are putting their bodies on the line. And, and when you're an athlete, like, it's all like, oh, well, they're getting paid to play a game, yada, yada. They're celebrities. They have endorsements. But that comes and goes so fast. And, you know, we've seen some of the biggest stars just flush their money down the toilet. So it is what it is. But I, I think that that's something that's going to turn into a really big topic moving forward. Um, moving on. So... Big news since we last spoke, Chris Paul was traded to the Oklahoma City Thunder. And oh, hold on. Before we move out of NFL, mm-hmm. I just watched this badass documentary mm-hmm. on, uh, on I think it was on Stars or Showtime. I can't remember. But it's the Julian Edelman uh, documentary. Oh, I heard about that. 100%. It is fucking good. You know, uh, it, 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 it shows when he got hurt, you know, and him rehabbing. It talks about his family, his work ethic, how he was went to a JUCO, and then he got and he said, whatever school you know believes in me first, that's where I'm gonna go. So Kent State called, he went over there, and and it showed his his dad's unconventional training methods. Like his dad would put his freaking his fingers in his face, throw a towel in his face, and make him catch balls. Like it, it, it's freaking nuts, bro. It's, it's freaking good. What was that on HBO or? It's on Showtime. I'll give you some access to it so you can watch it. All right, uh, Showtime. You could send an invoice. We'll send you an invoice. It's Bobby Light sixty nine at gmail dot com. <laughs> yeah, and uh, and then what's it called? What was that thing? But they're talking about this right here because uh, Primetime was on on there, like you know, as being interviewed, you know, on the behalf of uh, Edelman. And they're Prime time. And they're talking about how, uh, how, in order to be successful in the NFL, yeah, you make your salary and you make your money on there, but that's not where you make your money. You got to make, you got to be good on social media. You got to make, you got to build a brand for yourself and make yourself marketable. Mm-hmm. That's how you get to that one percent. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because then you you build that value. It's like the grunts. Yeah. So like what Jordan did for the NBA, Primetime did it for the NFL. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's kind of. That's kind of what all these players need to do, too, you know. But and that's Deion Sanders he's referring to, stud, goat. Des Deion Sanders, he played a long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, hey, so actually, you're right. Since we're on the NFL, let's finish with our NFL for the day. So the Madden 2020 ratings came out, and um, there's four players I got 99 overalls, which is wild, and. Um, I'm gonna throw out a couple here, and and Ruben's gonna, Mr. Guns Up's gonna tell me if he agrees or disagrees. So the highest ranked receiver on Madden next season is DeAndre Hopkins. He got a 99 overall rating. 
Uh, what do you get? 99 overall. And AB, you got Julio Jones, AB behind him at 98. But do you think, like... DeAndre Hopkins is the man. He didn't drop... He went, like, a couple... Yeah, it, it, it was, like, like week 10 or something where he dropped his first pass. Exactly. So, I, I, I'm for that one, 100%. But the, the crazy thing is when I saw the 99 ratings, they were smart on how they did it because there's three defensive players mm-hmm. and one offensive player. Yeah, you and the, I mean? the highest-ranked player is, is Aaron Donald. I mean, Aaron Donald's Aaron Donald. Yeah. He's, he's a fucking man. That, that's the only position that's paid the way it should be in the NFL is the, is the tackles, right ends, the D-line, they get paid out. Uh, Cleo Mack got a 99. Um, and then quarterback-wise, bro, the highest-rated quarterback was Patrick Mahomes, mm-hmm. 97 overall. Um, so he's going to be fucking cheat code to play with. Mm-hmm. Um, Vaughn Miller's still high. OBJ's 96. Brady's a 96. Kelsey's a 96. So I, I think it's pretty fair across the board. Um, but uh, now that the ratings are out, oh, Zeke got a 94, by the way. But now that the ratings are out, what do you think is going to be your go-to? And obviously we all play with our own teams from time to time, but what do you yeah. think is going to be your go-to team just to fuck around with? Oh, Cowboys. The Cowboys are rated uh, 88 overall as a team. I wonder what, what Dak got. He got like 89 or something, I think. He, he, he probably got a lot high 80s. Yeah, um, but yeah, so those are the, the Madden ratings. We'll get a little deeper into the 2K ones because the Madden's a little too extensive of list of players. I think this is the, what, I, what I noticed this year was this year was like the first year that players were like openly upset. Upset, yeah. You know, and they were like making a voice like uh, like my guy Demarcus Lawrence. Are, like, you know, Demarcus Lawrence is the man, dude. They gave him 89. This guy should be in the 90s. Yeah, that's you know, right. He, he should be in the fucking 90s. And that's low-key motivation for them, so I'm glad it's becoming a thing. And it's crazy because the NFL and NBA, like, in a sense, compete with one another. And it's clearly known that the NBA tends to, like, promote and market their stuff better. And the NBA had a show to reveal the 2K ratings. Oh, and, really? Yeah, Anthony Davis hosted it, and they were going through it. So it was pretty, pretty legit. Yeah. So let's check it out, man. This is some of the things that, uh, that, that like, uh, I'm, I'm looking on ESPN here. And uh, some chips on the shoulders is what it says. Is among among them was a Cowboys, Demarcus Lawrence, who signed a five-year deal, 105 million contract this offseason, and wasn't among the five defensive ends worthy of 90 rating. He was an 89, and he called for a boycott on the game. This is what he, he posted on Twitter. Hold up, EA Madden NFL, you're not just going to disrespect me like that with an 89 and get away with it. Put some respect on my name. <laughs> Until then, Cowboys Nation is on is on a Madden strike. Retweet Dallas Cowboys, and then he goes, "Nation, Dallas Cowboys Nation, show them we ain't playing. We ain't playing." And that's what that's what I think why they're doing that. And so here, I found out how to filter this. So the top three receivers will go to the top three in each position: DeAndre Hopkins, Antonio Brown, Julio Jones. I would agree. I think realistic, those yeah. are the three best receivers. And OBJ could have a bounce back here now that he has a quarterback, but. Julio Jones, bro. I think he deserves to have a ninety-nine, though. Julio Jones. Yeah, he was kind of he was kind of absent last year, though. You know, because they had just in the in the red zone. But God, that motherfucker put up like one hundred and forty yeah. yards a game. The one thing, the one player that I, that I was kind of sad that I wasn't in the nineties was Juju. Juju. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's not. He's not up there. Nah, he's way down. Yeah, man. I think he's not he, even an eighty-five. Then I mean, the only reason I keep tapping to Juju. Is oh he, yeah, he's an eighty-eight. He was on my fantasy league. You know, so I kept taps on him, and he was a he was one of my go tos. Yeah, he, I mean? he's a he's gonna be a big draft guy. You heard Ross say it in the last podcast that without uh, AB, that's gonna be a huge target for for Big Ben. Um, 
Okay, and then, um, so yeah, we'll, we'll move on. The, the next topic, so yeah, CP3 got traded to OKC. Russ is joining his old buddy, James Harden, yeah. in Houston. Um, so two-part two question. One, we'll address CP3. Yeah. Is he being fucking shafted, or what's going on? I, like I, I was telling you before we started recording, I see CP3, he showed his age last year during the playoffs, so now he's getting the, the, the mellow treatment. The treatment. You know, so now he's getting slowly getting pushed out. You know, and, and he's eventually going to be out, you know, on the outside looking in. You know, especially because he has that, that freaking contract. Yeah. You know, that, the that, last year or next year, he's going to be making like 44 mil. Like, that's stupid. That's And see, that's part of the problem with the, with the salary cap in the, mm-hmm. in the NBA because all these players are good two years and then something happens, you know, like an Achilles injury or like something crazy, not trying to jinx uh, KD over here. But, you know, like, and then... They come back and they're not, the, they're not the same player, but they got all this guaranteed money still coming in. Yep. You know what I mean? So these, they're racking it in. Like Melo, he got paid by how many teams? You know, like all because of a contract. Yeah. You know? So like, so from what I'm hearing is CP3 is not going to put on a Houston jersey or uh, Oklahoma jersey. They're looking to trade him, but there's no market out there for him. And they're, and they're trying to spin like, oh, he's going to go to the Lakers you know, he's going to go to Miami. Miami doesn't want him. They already said that pretty out loud. Yeah. You know, and the, and the Lakers, I don't think the Lakers need that. No. You know, I think the squad that the Lakers have right now, that's good enough right there. Yeah. And and they could benefit from having a part guard for sure. But CP3, for, in order for him to be on a team without, that's not via trade, he'd have to be bought out, which is about a 30 mil plus million dollar buyout. And then he'd have to waive some money. And, and waived like the last couple years of his contract, which he's aging and it showed. So he's not going to waive that money because he's not going to get any more money ever from the NBA at least. Yeah. So he's got to be, he's got to be selfish a bit. Yeah, he does. Um, but I mean, what do you think potential landing spots? I mean, teams that people aren't really talking, people that are sleeping on. I think that he'll at least play till the all-star break with OKC. I do think something will happen. Like he'll find the landing spot. Someone will, will a rebuilding team will, will, will continue to gut their roster for for more draft picks and just eat the eat the contract. And he'll end up being one of those players that isn't even playing. And they like stretch his contract so he's like on the books for like ten years and isn't even on on the on the bench, bro. Like yeah, but. Uh, but yeah, so so I feel bad for CB three though. But he's kind of like a prick, and it it just goes to show like how quick these. Um, perceptions to change on these athletes so and then the second part of that question is can Russell Westbrook and James Harden work because the big concern is that at at worst at least CP3 is fucking killer from three yeah and Westbrook's beat for shooting period and the Rockets are this shooting team so and James Harden plays point so how exactly are they going to use Westbrook I mean I mean the, the the Rockets are known for threes. They just took out one of their shooters. They implemented um, a point guard. They have a guy who averages a triple double already. Yeah. So that's that's kind of uh, I mean. But the thing was, if you th- there's got to be a game plan because the people that were pushing this deal were Westbrook and Harden. Mm-hmm. They they were the ones that were like, hey, we want to play together. Yeah. You know. So so the franchise you know decided to make it happen. So now they obviously have it. An idea how they're going to play. How they're going to play, yeah. I, I think it'll work to, to an extent, I, and I do think they're going to be a, a big threat in the playoffs. Um, but in those 
I think that they're going to get into those a similar atmosphere to where James Harden and Westbrook are barking at each other in tight yeah. games because it's going to be like who has the ball Westbrook can't shoot so he can't play off so it's going to be interesting but if someone's going to do it it's going to be Mike D'Antoni yeah I think out of the duos that that just were created this offseason I think they're the weakest one yeah just because yeah they played together in the past but that was years ago before they were both MVPs and before you know they they uh grew into their own Harden was six man yeah so so now like they're both stars so how's it gonna how's it gonna work because I mean I don't know. It's going to be tough. Maybe. I don't know, man. That's going to be tough. I think. But I have I have this feeling that this next NBA season, it's going to be a team that we're not even thinking about. That's going to stand that's out. That's going to stand out. Yeah. That's going to stand out. Because all these new players are going to learn how to play together. So the first part of the season is going to be like. The filling out. The filling out. You know. And then the second part of the season, then they're going to come to their own. But is it going to be too late? Yeah. You know what I mean? Kind of thing. But I, I don't know, man. I have a feeling Portland might do some damage. I got a feeling that Milwaukee's still there. I mean, their team, I mean, they didn't really take a hit. They're the same team. They and, switched and, point guards, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, sweet. And then so um, while we're on the NBA, two more topics on the NBA, 2K ratings. And we'll get into that. But I want to move into the Anthony Davis. So people are – and it's not a huge deal yet, but it's been discussed on ESPN a couple times. So Anthony Davis had his presser and a couple interviews after that. And one question that was asked in each um, interview he had was, are you going to be with the Lakers long term, basically, right? And um, he didn't give them the straightforward, like, yeah, I want to play here. I'm going to be here, yada, yada. So people are trying to make stories about it. Um, others are trying to combat it. So what do you think it means when his response was basically like, hey, I'm here for one year right now. I'm going to do what I can to help this team win a championship. And then when the offseason comes, hopefully after a parade, he said, yeah. we'll, we'll have that discussion. I mean, you got to put it in perspective. Um, he's dating right now. He's dating the Lakers. He, you know what I mean? He, it would be stupid for him to be come in and be like, yeah, I'm going to sign a long-term deal when he doesn't even know how it's going to shape out. What if what if it turns into a Paul George situation yeah. like last year, right? You know, Paul George just signed and it turned out that it, it just wasn't a fit. You know, what if, what if that situation happens? So I think it's a smart move. But I think if things play out like we all expect them to play out and the Lakers make a hard run, you know, and potentially get to the chip, you know, the finals – then I, I think it's a no-brainer. But we said that about Kawhi, too. But Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and so, so, so that's the thing. Everyone's comparing it to that. The most recent cases are Kawhi, um, and he obviously left. And then Paul George, when he was originally traded to OKC, was supposed to leave for the Lakers and end up staying before ultimately being sent to the Clippers a year after he stayed. But I think my thoughts on it is that the it's all about player empowerment right now in the NBA. Yeah. And I think... The business decision is never to to show your cards because if Davis was to come out and say, yeah, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, even though he is, I I 100% feel confident that AD is going to go next season and re-sign Supermax. Um, But if he he makes it clear that he wants to be there, what's not to say that summer comes and Lakers are like, hey, AD, you mind taking a little bit of a cut? Because we want to sign these two other guys because they already know he wants to be there. So yeah. if, if he keeps the power on his deck, on his side, it's by keep giving the, gen, the Lakers management just the fear of losing him. So when it is time, he's like super max, boom. Yeah, I mean, the other thing too is a lot of things have to come into play. Because there's a lot of things that are like still up in the air for AD when he's coming. Mm-hmm. One, he has to play the four. 
Yep. He, he made it pretty clear, even in the press conference when they introduced him. Yep. You know, they were talking. They asked the coach, and he said he's going to shift things around a bit. But AD, before he even said anything, he's like, "I just put it out there. I, I don't like playing five. I want to play four. Yeah. You know, he said that, and on that's the been his deal for a minute. Mm-hmm. That that's why they signed Boogie. Yeah, but Boogie's injury case too. McGee can't hold it down either. No, but but that's why they put them because that way they could please AD by having someone. And the reason is because AD doesn't want to beat up his body guarding exactly. centers. Exactly. So so that that's the one thing that has to happen. And I think he wants to see that. The yeah, other thing wants- is Bron Bron has to stay healthy. Yeah, Bron has to stay healthy. And- so I think I think those two things are, are are big, and I think everybody's been talking about it. And then obviously you know they have to get close to the chip too. Yeah, and like I said, I, at the end of the day, I think it's just a leverage thing, and that's the right thing to do. So I'm not surprised. Um, but uh, but yeah, so it is it is something to keep your eyes on. Um, so NBA 2K ratings. Uh, I was kind of surprised to see this, but I'm happy. And LeBron was the the highest rate. Well, he's technically tied with with uh, Kawhi, but Kawhi. he's number one overall when you break down each specific thing. But they both got 97s. That's fair. It, it's fair, but I get why people are surprised because LeBron had an injury season, but the games he was there, he had his best numbers. So you can't say. I mean, if he's not playing in games, you can't discredit him for that. Yeah, but I, I think it would be like a huge uproar if LeBron was in the top. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and, and obviously I think some politics come into play here. You know what I mean? But I think Kawhi's numbers are solid because he, like, you know, and realistically he's, he, like, even though if they were given MVP postseason, mm-hmm. I think Kawhi would have got it. Yeah. You know, easily. If they looked at the overall season, you know, he he single-handedly Got got him the, the to the finals and won it. Yeah, you know. So I think him being at the very top, it, it, it is, makes sense. Makes sense. LeBron, I think that's just part of his legacy. He's Brown, yeah, he's Brown. It's, it's kind of like you wouldn't put Kobe under under you know at a, a number five or six. You know what I mean in overall ratings, and you wouldn't put Jordan in that rating either. Yeah, you know what I mean. So I think it's fair. To keep them right there. Yeah, and that's something that that sucks too. Because I remember at the end of Kobe's career when they were fucking knocking him, I'd be so mad. Like, dude, like even at his worst, he still should be like a fucking top three player on there. But yeah, but yeah and then so the top three: LeBron, Kawhi, and then Giannis uh, with the ninety six. So I think that's I think that's pretty. Yeah, accurate. I think that's I think that's accurate. Yeah. Okay. Um, moving forward, uh, last topic of the day: little change up on the sports. Um, so Eric Garner, old case from. A couple years back um, is finally, I guess, resolved per se. And basically, for those of you that don't know, Eric Garner's the the hefty brown man that, for whatever reason, I don't know. So take this with a grain of salt. But was in an altercation with all, all two officers, and it ended with him being put in a headlock um, to be detained again for whatever reason. I I don't know. Um, and he was screaming that he couldn't breathe um, and unfortunately ultimately resulted in his, in his death. Mm-hmm. And now the, the case has finally been shut and um, apparently they're not going to have any charges placed on the NYPD officer that ended up killing him. That's nuts, man. I think that's uh, that's a bad move and bad luck for something that's already like pretty pretty controversial already. You know, and I think it's just adding fuel to the fire right now. Mm-hmm. You know, it's going to, I just hope that this doesn't turn into another big race thing. Race thing again. I mean, because I think, I think, I mean, I have a lot of buddies that are cops, so I don't, I don't want to like throw shade on them. 
and 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 I've been in situations like this before as well, where you're you're following SOPs, you know, and and, and you're following your ROEs, you know, and your rules of engagement, and you're escalating force, right? And uh, sometimes people don't stop when they need to stop, you know. And yeah. I think there should be actions, and they should be held accountable to those things. But then at the same time, there's other situations where. What did this dude have a knife? What did this dude have? You know what I mean? So like, yeah. it comes to the aspects. So it's such a sensitive subject. It's such a touchy subject. You're not going to make anybody happy talking about this no. at the end of the day. But I just think like him walking away with nothing, you know what I mean? They should at least take his badge. Yeah. And and I don't want to like sanction the dude. So like my, my thing here, and this is like the way I look at it is I was always taught or I guess I taught myself like if I'm intimidated threatened or scared in any type of way yeah I'll react and I think that's what most officers are doing because people think that these guys are just robo cops and a lot of them might be but it's like hey at the end of the day they're people and they put on pants in the morning just like all of us and they they might be scared like this is this was a bigger like a a fat a a fat an overweight man um but um you know maybe he was intimidated and and you never know maybe he he was scared the guy was gonna like pull out a gun or something but at regardless of the fact i know from my experiences growing up with the older sister anytime we'd get into a scuffle i would always just put her in a headlock and I know for a fact, if, if she was ever saying like she couldn't breathe or something was going on, like I would stop. Yeah. And then like if it continued to go, then I, maybe I'd, I'd do it again. But, you know, like I think that he definitely should have like paused and said, yo, what's going on? Yeah. Um, especially because these guys should be trained on like CPR and all these things. Like they should be able to know like what's real and what's not. Um, I guess it just came down to an error in judgment. But I understand. I understand like that they can't just take everything away from this guy and ruin his life, but yeah. maybe like continue to pay him the salary he's getting and just don't let him work ever again. Like, because the fact that this guy's going to be back out on the streets being a cop for the NYPD is just such a bad look because it shows like, Hey, we don't care. It, yeah. it would have been better for like, Hey, we're going to pay him the money that he would have got for the rest of his life. Yeah. And all his benefits, all that. So he's not like fucking a bum, Yeah. but he's not going to be a cop. So it just shows like, hey, you know, we, 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 we care about the situation and although we can't prove anything, like, we're at least going to show, like, what we think. Yeah. And, and it's, it's, like I said, it's such a hard subject, too, because we don't know all the facts either. Yeah. You know, we don't know what, what the history is. We don't know what the police report looks like. We don't know what the court hearing was and what made him determine that he, he did no wrongdoing. You know, um, so it's kind of hard. So all we see is the surface. You know, all we see is this guy killed a black guy. You know that was non-lethal, yeah. right? And he and he killed him by choking him out after the guy was saying, "Hey, I can't breathe," right? And then they go to court, and nothing happens to the guy. And this time of age that we're in right now, right, where yeah. like where where shit's really sensitive. You know, this could potentially lead to a riot again. You yeah. know, or something crazy. Like you know, it just they they should have taken a lot of those things into account. Where like. How is this decision that we're, we're, we're about to make going to impact the country? Because it's going to impact the country. It is. You know, and, 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 it, and it did. And it's, and it's probably going to. Because when did this come out? This is, so it happened in 2014 and it just got resolved like this week. And, and that's exactly what, what I'm saying. It's like, hey, like I'm not saying that the guy should have his life ruined that, that killed him. Yeah. But it's like 
figure out something like pay him his salary like just don't let him be a, an NYPD officer because then it's it's kind of like it seem makes it seem like oh there wasn't anything wrong here when I'm sure he would even say hey maybe I should have checked on him but I, I felt I felt threatened you know yeah. so it's like you know I don't think he would have been mad if he was going to get paid to do nothing and then could go yeah. work something else make double the money but it, it's just like the reaper or the ripple effect it's going to have I think could have been avoided yeah and I think you know them paying them the money and not letting them that could, that could create a slippery slope as well because then there's a lot of shitty cops out there. You know what I mean? There's a lot of might shitty... might want to get the same thing. They might want to get the same thing. They're like, oh, yeah. shit, this is a way for me to do something yeah. and then, you know, not... and walk away clean and still get paid. Yeah. So that there, I don't think there would have been a right way either on either side. Yeah. But I, it just it just blows my mind that that yeah. happened. And it's just sad because I feel bad for the guy's family because I could imagine, you know, and I've never been in a situation, unfortunately, where I had someone murdered or, or taken prematurely because of unnatural causes in my life yeah so but i i would imagine if i did i would want you know hell for that person Dude, or, that, that reminds me uh, we were just talking about about this at work the other day um so in my last company uh, not the one that we worked at but the one prior we had a beach party before i, I joined the company mm-hmm. and there was this kid that decided to drive drunk and he and he ran over somebody oh shit in, on pch and uh nothing happened to the kid because oh, uh because uh, the the person that he ran over and killed was an illegal immigrant. Ah. So nobody came forward to claim the body or or to claim for him. So no charges were ever pressed. Yeah. So this kid just got a DUI and he got the standard, you know, and uh, slap on the wrist, pretty much. And, uh, and and what sucks is like the way this country is right now, all these illegal immigrants are so afraid to come forward, you know, because they're afraid to get deported. That that they're not even willing to claim their own anymore. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like that's that's scary, bro. That's scary that that this is the way that the world's turning into. Hell, you know? scary. Like it, it's we're we're being ran under a uh, like you know a, a scare tactic. You know, like like you know everybody's walking around scared, walking around on eggshells, afraid of cops. You know what I mean? Because you're you're seeing the Eric Garner situation. You don't want that to happen to you. You know, mm-hmm. or, you know, you, you, and, and now like these illegal immigrants are afraid to come forward because they're going to get deported and then get split up from their families. You know, I, I I know there's a right way to do things to come to this country, but sometimes people don't have that opportunity, and sometimes they're in a bad situation. They have to do what's best for their family yeah. and take a risk. You know, I'm not saying that that's the way. A lot of my family members came here this way, so I I, I guess I'm speaking a little biased, but you know, that's just so crazy to me dude yeah. like and there just has to be a better way to handle law and, and i we will get to it we just aren't yet and I, this situation just shows like fuck man like we really got a long way to go before we're where we should be as a as a country yeah that's why i think like the the, the rolling with that officer um is not gonna do any good for the country you know um I, like i said I, I don't know the facts i don't know the situation so i'm just speaking off what i see in the surface which i think it's a bad thing because a lot of the country does that as well so that they, they create their own opinion based off what they see in the media or what they see on social media you know what i mean and things like that but i think just looking at everything that's laid out in front of us and knowing the way the country is at right now i think it could be a bad move yeah most definitely all right y'all well that concludes our episode um exiting thoughts for mr guns up um, exiting thoughts. I'm glad to be back. Uh, we're going to be making this more consistent now that life's kind of slowing down for us now and things are becoming more routine. No more shows coming up for a while. And, uh, 
life's back to normal. So you're going to have the duo, the real duo, better than AD and LeBron, better <laughs> than, you know, KD and Kyrie. This is the, the GU and the Ralphie. Hey, all right, y'all. Have a good day. We're going to exit. Yo, DJ, spin that shit. <laughs> White shirt, now red my bloody nose sleeping. You're on your tippy toes creeping around like no one knows. Think you're so criminal. Bruises on both.